This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> well, Megs, we have a big week. We have a big day today. Um, lots going on, lots going on for ODA. And I feel like we do say that every week, but we're not joking. I know. And the thing is though, right now we're kind of having a culmination of just a lot of cool things that we get to work on, which is exciting. So it's Earth Day. Earth Day. We're very Happy excited. Earth Day. Yes. Happy Earth Day. Love the Earth. Hug it. Hug a tree. Do some do some sustainable activities today, please. Uh so we, we are going to be talking a little bit more about that. But, uh, you know, we talked last week about our Victory Gardens program. And wow, I mean, it's it is in full swing. It's taken off this week. Seeds yep. are being distributed everywhere. So, yep. you know, be sure to uh, check out all of our social media and our website. Everything is on there, which is exciting. So beyond that, being Earth Day, we have a really exciting event uh, up in the Toledo area at Oak Openings uh, Metro Park. And uh, Director Palanda will be joining ODNR Director Mary Mertz and uh, OEPA Director Lori Stevenson and Joy Mullinex from the Lake Erie Commission talking about H2 Ohio because what could be more about Earth Day than helping to improve our water, which is a giant part of our Earth. So absolutely. Uh, I feel like we have been very H2 Ohio busy as well. And this is just the cherry on top with a celebration <laughs> of Earth Day. Exactly. But that's actually not what we're talking about today on our podcast. We have we have a really exciting project that we've been working on for a really long time here at ODA. I know, years. And uh, you know, the pandemic kind of stalled it for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it is happening this year at the Ohio State Fair, and we are so excited to finally reveal it. We are Let Us Reveal. So Megs, my day today started with my six-year-old saying to me, do you know it's Earth Day? And I was like, well, I do. And I will tell you why I know it's Earth Day. (laughs) We know it's Earth Day. We have a few things happening. Um, And of course, we're talking about the environment. So yeah, Earth Day. Exactly. So we, you know, with Earth Day, of course, we were talking about we have an H2 Ohio event, which we're very excited about. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, we have something very exciting happening at State Fair this year. And as I launched into telling Mav all about it this morning, his eyes glazed over and he walked out of the bathroom. So, (laughs) but that's not going to happen with our listeners today. No. Um, And we have two people here to help us uh, get through that explainer. Um, He would like to be known as a dumpster diver. So we'd like to welcome Mike Minix with Goodland, Ohio, for joining us today. Uh, And we also have David, that's all folks, uh, an environmental (laughs) specialist at Ohio EPA. So thank you guys um, for joining us today. Well, happy to be here. Me too. Thanks. All right. So what we're talking about is uh, we are going to be instituting a pilot program at the Ohio State Fair this year, um, aiming toward getting a certain space there, moving toward what is known as zero waste. So let's start with just that basic concept. And David, why don't you just explain to us what zero waste means? Thanks, Shelby. Yes. Um, So zero waste basically means in the term 
your your goal is not to send any waste to the landfill or create any waste. So it's an overall, it's it's more of a mindset and, and a goal that an individual or facility or organization would set out to get because you you have to take steps to get get there. You just can't say I'm going to be zero waste and then the next day make it so. There's there's work that has to be done. You have to look at how much you're measuring, you know, how much waste you're producing and targeting the parts that create you the most headaches, like the most waste you're producing, and then find ways to, you know, tackle that. It could be reduction, it could be recycling, composting, which I think we'll talk about later, uh, or it just could, could be better choices in what you purchase, you know, and what you consume. So in the end, you have less waste that's created. So it's it's a great mindset because it gives you a point to to start with, and it can give you benchmarks along the way where you can actually find achievable goals and meet. Like I want to get to 20%, right? Like avoiding the landfill or 50% or whatever it is. And, and you, you can, it's a long journey, and but it's a great journey you can take. And, and along the way, you'll, you'll save money and also protect the environment since we're talking about Earth Day. Yeah, and there are people and businesses who can help you uh, achieve some of those goals um, that David mentioned. And uh, the best person, I think, to talk about that would be Mike with Goodland, Ohio. So, Mike, could you explain I, what Goodland does um, and kind of maybe how getting to zero waste works? Yeah, no problem. Uh, we at Goodland, we work with governmental institutions like the EPA and, and the ODA, uh, as well as large-scale corporations and events to help them be more sustainable. And, you know, I, I'd say the first thing that people need to do when getting into this, it takes two things. One is a change of mindset, like David mentioned. They want to have to do it. And the second is, and it's not the sexiest thing, but it's putting together a solid plan uh, and moving forward with those things. Because a lot of what this takes are, are logistical processes. So it's hey, we need to order the right products that are compostable. We need to make sure that we have a place to take them after the event is over that will compost them correctly. Um, so I think it, when, when we go into this, I love it when we when we work with individuals like the ODA right now that have goals in mind, that, that see the future and the possibilities of what we're doing right now. And I'm excited to work at the fair this year because I've got my start there many, many years ago. So I know those fairgrounds well. I can't wait to show everybody ultimately how easy it is to do. By having that plan and having the right mindset, that, that's 95% of it. We get the right things in place. It, nobody has to change any type of processes uh, to make these things happen. And that's that's why these things will work in the future. That's why they're gonna work this year. And, and I'm excited to really get started. And we, you know, Mike, you bring up a good point. We've been working on this plan for a few years now. I mean, this this doesn't just happen. You don't just decide to do this. This is something that there's been a lot of research and a lot of partners. We have so many people at the table who are are helping with us. And uh, we're we're launching this in the Taste of Ohio building, which uh, for those of you who don't know, that's where all of our livestock commodities uh, have their uh, food stations set up. And uh, they're really on board with this and really excited uh, to make this happen. And we need them on board for it to happen. And, you know, David, you brought up a, a good point. A lot of people, you know, you, you think of waste and it's two, it's two bins in your head. It's trash and recycling. But there's the compost part. And that, that was the part that was new to me in learning about all of this. So I would love if you could explain a little bit about what the composting part is and what it's going to look like. 
Yeah, great. That's a great question. And that's actually a good point to start with. So when you look at the profile of, of what goes on our landfills in Ohio, just generally, I actually food waste or organic waste is the largest percentage. And it's probably the, you know, probably the most difficult to tackle in some ways because you manage it differently. So what will happen with the Taste of Ohio Cafe and what's going on is, is the first step, and like Mike talked about this, is you have to, it's a mindset behavior change and you have to be able to collect the material. You have to collect the food waste and the leftover food waste. And then from there, you know, there are processes set up in Ohio where it can go and be composted. We talked about composting, you know, a lot, lot of people listening to this podcast probably have compost, small composting in their backyard. It's that same science. You know, there, there's a digestion process with heat, you know, and, and moisture, and they call it greens and browns. And you have a system that, you know, converts it to a soil that's, you, that's usable for like fertilizer or soil amendment and all that. At our level, what's going to happen probably at the fair, although we're still working on it, is it's going to go to a, a major, a bigger composter, like an industrial composter. So where that one, there, there's a lot more heat behind it and it breaks down um, the food waste, whereas your backyard composting, you probably won't be able to compost like meat and bones and some of those food scraps. It's more of the non-meat eggs, you know, fruit, vegetables, but the bet you know composting itself is a mindset change where you, again you're you're thinking about your food preparation how much you're preparing because you know with anything you don't want to create the the food waste in the first place if you don't have to you you only make what what you need or let leftover you know food you because eventually you're gonna have to handle that so it'll be I'm excited like Mike talked about like I know he's been to fair I'm excited to see. How, how this works or how it's going to work it's it's going it's going to be interesting because you're, you're dealing with behavior change too and the logistical component and we, we've seen this at other facilities there, there's been other or fairs and um you know lo local events that have done food diversion but i don't think to the size that it's going to be happening at the state fair well uh our oda comms team has come up with a couple slogans <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe to stick with you, can I say Shelby slam dunk the junk? Like, what do you guys think of <laughs> that? I'll have to bring a basketball hoop. We can put it in practice there at the Taste of Ohio building. No, <laughs> I, like that. I just I was actually coming up with a couple others as we were sitting here. Like, we have our little cow. Our we could have our cow saying "move to zero waste." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Really, this we do more than this in our meetings. We really do. <laughs> we swear. Um, Mike, maybe you can talk about um, this because you kind you work on a bit of a larger scale. Have you noticed more agencies or businesses moving towards this zero waste effort? Is this something that's happening in Ohio? Absolutely. It's great to work with the people of the Ohio EPA with Swaco here in Franklin County that are pushing these things forward. I, I've been doing this for about ten years and. Ten years ago, this was kind of unknown. It was, you know, low-hanging fruit. It was, ah, we don't need to worry about that yet because it's not that big of a problem. But just as David said earlier, I mean, this is the largest by volume and weight of what's going into the landfill uh, that's taking up that room, where there could be so many different solutions for it. And, uh, you know, when, when I sell this, when I go to businesses that we work with, 
they have different goals. You know, some are to save money, some are to be more sustainable, some are for marketing purposes. And to me, it doesn't really matter as long as the sustainability part is happening. You know, they all will eventually converge together in the end. Uh, I remember the first pitch meeting I ever had for this. I went in there. I was so prepared. I'd been working on it forever. The guy looks at me straight in the eye and says, I don't care. How's it going to help my bottom line? And I I was shocked, honestly, hear that. I, I was there to talk about sustainability and what we could do for him. But it made me think differently and made me put myself in his shoes and how I can describe this and bring them all under kind of one umbrella. I mean... A, a great thing Dave said too, you don't waste it. I've worked at the Columbus Convention Center and done a project there. And after we trained everybody what food waste was, they were able to produce less as we continued the program because they were getting more out of the things that they were prepping because they were actually looking at it and had a way to monitor this. So they're not only reducing you know, their environmental impact, they're reducing their food costs in a lot of these things. They're saving money now. I mean, that's the exciting part of what we do. There's there is value in this material as it gets composted. You're able to create dirt that is then sellable. It's the same kind of concept behind recycling. There's inherently value in aluminum. There's plastic. That's why we do these things. They're reusable. And I I was talking the other day in one of our mini meetings yesterday of of this program about the circular economy where this is the most exciting part and the greatest visual I have in my mind every time I think about something like the fair and working with these different commodities groups like the Corn and Wheat Association, we're going to be using cups and plates made out of corn and wheat. That is, first of all, extremely cool. We're taking them to a composting facility where they will be made into dirt, which could then possibly go back to these corn and wheat farmers. Like that is staying right here in Franklin County. Everybody's got a little hand in it. And I think as more people start to realize the economic value to them, this will just continue more and more. And uh, there's always another unknown thing where I call it recruitment and retention for these corporations that we do jobs for. You have young talent coming out of school where this means something to them. This is important to their way of life. And they're not going to get the talent they want if they're not doing some of these programs there. And there are just so many great things that come with sustainability, uh, not just the green side of it. Obviously, that's why we're here. That's why I love doing this. But as I continue to learn about different industries and have more experience, it just became about so much more that was beneficial to these these businesses. Um, I think that they're starting to understand the value in all of this. And after they do, it's it's not going anywhere. And I will say that we have a different perspective on these things than other cities in the United States. We have a lot of room. We're not New York. We're not LA. Uh, there are laws changing in a lot of these cities also where they're mandating composting and things along those lines. Obviously, COVID is a thrown a wrench in a lot of people's plans and things that were going forward, but we have the landfill space. Not every city does, you know? So we're learning how New York's dealing with these things. We're learning how San Francisco are dealing with these things. And eventually it'll be just the way that it is. And that's what's really exciting. Um, well, you bring up a really good point that it's changing people's mindset. It's it's changing mindset, whether it's a business or people. And that's a lot, I think, of what the impetus of this program is. It's not just helping a place at the fair. It's those people, you know, the people who come in and experience it. What do they 
take away from it. You know, we make lunches. There's four kids in my house. We make lunches every day. And with me, I put everything in the, you know, the containers that we can reuse. And I watch my husband use, you know, 17 plastic bags. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> I don't want to say anything because he's so sweet that he's making lunches and I love it. But, you know, it's it's that it's that mindset. But having been involved with, you know, creating a program like this, I think about those things. And we we hope that I mean, David, I know we were talking yesterday in in our meeting. We hope that people take something away. Right. Yeah, and that actually, that's a great segue, Shelby. So it's don't it's it's incremental, these steps you take. So you love your husband, so, you know, don't yell at him. He's he's trying hard. You know, there's points where you, you can intervene and give him feedback, right, as, as we move along this journey. And. And you're right. The, what's unique about the you know Ohio State Fair, you know, this is Ohio's greatest showpiece or showcase of of uh, how you could demonstrate any type of concept or idea. And of course, we're focusing on zero waste and kind of food waste aversion. That's great. And you know, the reason is because you have a diverse group of Ohioans coming coming to Central Ohio from all over the state, and and they can take this back these ideas back to their homes their communities or their businesses all of them many of them work all of them work these ideas can can take them back to different parts of ohio so if you're you know in williams county and bryant right you're down in you know south um, west ohio and hamilton or down in southeast ohio in in marietta or can't forget about northwest ohio um you have conneaut and astrobila too right so any part of the state they, they can go to and the beauty of, of that is is we'll be there, like Ohio EPA and others can have resources for people that want to learn, like, okay, I learned this here, how can I do this back in my neck of the woods? And, you know, usually there are programs, local programs that, that can be there, stakeholders that can be there to support these activities, whether it's your, you know, soil and water conservation district sometimes offers the free composting, you know, bins that you can have or classes you can take, and like in some of the urban areas like Cleveland, Cincinnati, they have great, they already have great zero waste activities for zero waste events and all that where people that have come to the fair and want to learn more can sign up and attend webinars and, and learn more about. And the biggest thing is, and Mike can attest to this, is, you know, learn more about how to run a zero waste event or awareness of what can be, you know, compost and what can't be is to actually work an event, volunteer at one where, where you're kind of herding cats because it is kind of hurting cats and you're making people aware of where things go. So that's all important. So that's the beauty of this is we have an opportunity, a platform to get a message out to a wide audience and people that kind of say, hey, if they can do it at the Taste Ohio Cafe with so many moving parts, you know, we can do it at a smaller venue or, or in our household, right? Yeah, I think that's the hope too, David. Small steps, big change. I think uh, we're on our way there. So um, thank you both for being here. Um, this was a great discussion. We really appreciate your insight and expertise on all of this. No, no problem. Thank you for having us. And Shelby, I, yes, I think you mentioned the little kids earlier. I, those are my best salespeople, little ones. Uh, every time I go to have these, these meetings and talk to somebody, they go, I really started thinking about this because my little one got upset with me for putting a, you know, soda can in the trash. And I'm like, I love it. Uh, Yes, that's exactly what we're here to do. We want to make your little one proud with these projects. And I'm sorry to again jump back in, but I, I'm really excited for the fair for the fact that I feel like farmers and agrarian communities were the very first environmentalists. Nothing went to waste. 
And I think we've gotten away from that with the ease of use of landfills and things like that. But when, when people can see the value in, in what we're doing on a large scale, not just the Taste of Ohio building, but just different communities, different sectors of, of work and different occupations like farmers. I mean, I, I think we, we can get a little closer to our roots and that would be a great, great thing going forward for programs like this. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, yes, Mike, they're teaching them young. I can I can attest to that. <laughs> they they teach them young, which is a great thing. So, uh, well, thank you, Mike, for being on. Thanks, David. And uh, we'll see you at the fair. Three, two, one. I know you love my news countdown, Shelby. Get serious. <laughs> Just for everyone listening, I have to do my three, two, one, and then I start. Be before she starts a segment, it cracks me up. It absolutely <laughs> cracks up. So you cannot. You just can't stop some habits. I know. Well, maybe Brian will leave it in so everyone knows what the heck we're <laughs> laughing about every time I start a segment. Um, Brian, wait a second. Brian, do you still count down? In my head, so I don't look <laughs> bizarre. But yes, I still do it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, well, we do have a good show uh, lined up, or we're lining that up for mm -hmm. next week um, about Cinco de Mayo, actually. We're going to do a little tease. That's right. So uh, I don't know if everyone out there knows, but director has a little cooking segment that she does every every once in a while, dishing with Dorothy. Um, she loves to cook. She always has exciting ideas. She's so fun in the kitchen. And we are whipping up a special for Cinco de Mayo. So you're definitely going to want to listen next week. Tune in. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.